Little Miss LFTS. Live from the studio, I'm Jimmy Seleski. Mayor Glazer. I think and it is what? Episode 278. Ooh. 278 episodes, folks, of sweltering summers and freezing winters. And it was only three days ago that I was sitting in the studio, sweating a lot, midday, and I had a revelation, and the revelation was, I'm almost 30. I'm legally allowed to buy a window unit. Yeah. I didn't really ever, it's weird, you don't realize how much you get stuck in a mindset. Uh, I had just become so just accustomed to the idea that the studio is just going to be miserable. It's just hot here. Yeah. That it never crossed my mind that for $150, I could not do that. It's so strange. It's so, now, of course, I'm sure you guys can hear it in the background. It's very loud. (laughs) Yeah. We probably just, we chilled, we chilled it off for now. We can probably just turn it off for the cast. We'll know when to end when it gets hot again. That's when it's going to start feeling right. We're going to start cooking when it's hot. We're like, damn, is it back up to 90 degrees now? Let's go. No, I'm like, I almost don't even know how to podcast like this. I know. It's too comfortable. It's too comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) I feel too set. I feel too content with my life. I'm glad we turned it off. Yeah, what am I going to talk about now, dude? I'm happy. Yeah, half of what we talk about is the temperature of the room (laughs) during the recording. For $150, I can eliminate half of our subject matter. (laughs) If we ever get like an actual working studio, that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> you can't talk about anything anymore. It's going to be like half hour episodes. <laughs> no, you know, it's weird. Like I I was listening to somebody talk about like uh, just doing handiwork around the house. And what they said was true. It's like for most people, the average person, whenever you like install a window unit or you do some carpeting or like do some wall sheetrock for most people whenever you do something like that it's usually your first time doing it Mm -hmm. so it's like this is my first time installing a window unit and it really it wasn't hard dude now granted i definitely didn't do it right i can't believe these are allowed and i can't believe like okay right now it's right because they're like pretty heavy and imagine that being like 30 stories up yeah don't they have them in buildings like scott that's insane dude that's gotta there's no way that they still allow window units in like 30 story buildings. I mean, hopefully not. I mean, I like I said, but this even is just two stories that would hurt. They're not to kill. There is one screw that's actually holding that entire thing to the windowsill. Now the other two are there, but they're only holding the little side panels that aren't even truly connected. Like Do you um at least have like a piece of wood holding it up on the other side? But of course not. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, dude. I don't care what this. It's like, what's it going to do? Fall onto the fucking rats that live outside? Yeah, true. If anything, good, you know? Mm. But it's uh, it's been a huge development. I, this is actually the first time I've, asked, I've sat in the studio and actually enjoyed it. But uh, like I said, John and um, his band, Thunder Club, were rehearsing in here over the weekend. And they were like, dude, it's it works. Yeah, and this day. was the time to do it, dude. It has been so hot. Like, unreal hot. Yeah. Like pissing me off hot. Yeah. You know, like it's one of those hot heats. I always said that like uh, uh, we were discussing uh, with Tom, it's like what uh, 
there's like seven type of what they call biomes, like the types of like climates that exist on Earth. Uh, the one that we exist in is urban sprawl, mm. which makes sense. But they also have a forest. I'm making these up now. Tundra, yeah. like it, Antarctica and shit. Desert. Desert. Mm. Rainforest. Maybe regular forest might not be one. I think it's like grassland or something. Mm. But uh, somebody asked the question, which biome? You can't say urban sprawl. If you got stranded and had to survive for like whatever amount of time, whatever amount of time people want to use for this, mm -hmm. let's call it three months. You got to survive in a biome for three months. Which biome would it be? You get stuck there with nothing but the shirt and pants you came with mm. and shoes. We'll give you shoes. What would you pick? Uh, probably forest. Or like whatever a forest biome, not rainforest, but not whatever. rainforest. So maybe grasslands, I guess. Just because that would be something I'm mm -hmm. familiar with and could potentially have a you know mm -hmm. chance of survival. I thought I couldn't do desert. Yeah, desert's the worst. I, I Dom said desert. He was like, he Dude. said desert. He said desert. He was like, right, I'd rather right. I don't. I just don't want to freeze to death. And I was like, dude, like yeah. So then pick any of the other ones. Have you ever walked just when you're walking to the beach in Ocean City and you're walking on the sand and you take off your shoes, but you haven't gotten to like the wet sand yet and like you immediately just start like jumping? It's that times like five. Like yeah. it's like that's you're on an ocean of that Maryland Ocean City beach sand in a regular summer's day is unbearable to walk on. Yeah. And Dom's saying that he would prefer to live in the desert. 120 degree days. Nothing but that. It's just yeah. 8 million miles of basically walking on hot coals. I don't even know what I would do. And then also, there's no water. Like, nothing lives in the desert, dude. At least in the rainforest, shit can exist. Yeah. Like, the only thing that exists in the desert is, like, camels and, like, camel spiders and weird Scorpions snakes that shit. go sideways. Sideways? <laughs> sideways <laughs> snakes. <laughs> That's no place to live. Yeah. That's no place to raise a family in the desert. No, no way. Then again, the Arctic. That would be I super hard. Cold. That would be super hard. And it would have to be like very ideal Arctic conditions for it to even work. Because how are you going to get heat if you're only on ice? You got to have somewhat of like a frozen forest accessible or somehow have access to like charcoal or wood or whatever to like heat yourself up. but like arctic would be way hard all right you do the luke skywalker and gut like an animal and sleep inside of it but here's what i would do can't do that every night if you're gonna <laughs> yeah, run out no. of animals there's not that many animals i don't even know if you find one yeah. Um, if, or that you'd even win. Yeah, exactly. You got to beat the animal. Everybody need, just takes it for granted. You beat the animal. Yeah, you got to beat like a polar bear or something. Yeah, and they have like home field advantage. Like yeah. they're used to this. Like They're when, warm. They're fine. <laughs> they're already warm. They're out to lunch. Like, oh shit, what's going on here? <laughs> this guy? For you, it's a once in a lifetime experience. For them, it's like, oh, what the fuck is this guy doing here? Yeah, really? What they're are you trying to survive out here for three months? My family has lived out here for generations. <laughs> you stupid idiot. Oh, you want, oh, I'm sorry. You said you wanted to kill me and live in my body? No, that's what I'm going to do to you. Yeah, no, your Uber eats to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my fault you came up with this weird scenario and now it's manifested. 
No, day uh, moment one, as soon as I get dropped in the rainforest, like I'm fucking rich now. I'm fucking flying in a helicopter. Beautiful day for a helicopter ride, huh? And then blah, blah, blah. Something goes down. Beep, beep, beep. We're going down. You got to jump. The bliss thing's going down. Blah, blah, blah. I jump out. I land in the middle of the fucking Antarctica. I don't know why I'm flying a helicopter in Antarctica. In Antarctica? You're just in a jungle or something. <laughs> no, dude. Oh, okay, I'm helicoptering okay. over Antarctica now. Okay, okay, okay. I'll get to desert in a moment. First thing I do, try to build an igloo. No, snow angel, snowman, igloo. Mm -hmm. You build the igloo, now you fucking, you kind of can keep the warmth in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not going to find firewood. You got to build the igloo first. Make sure you don't fall super deep into the snow. That's my other major fear, as we talked about last time. Um, After that, you post up in the igloo and you just kind of like, there's not really much else you can do. Similarly, in the desert, First thing I would do, dig in the sand until it's like not super hot. Yeah. And my, my hands would probably have like second degree burns by the time I dig in, but I would just keep digging until I get down to like, you know, whatever. And then I just chill there. Mm. But at that point, like at least in, in the Arctic, there's no fucking bugs. And bugs are a big factor. There's no bugs in the snow because yeah, they're bugs smart. Suck. You know, uh, the desert bugs exist, but it's like scorpions. And I feel like there's not like big swarms on them, there's just like one. There's like uh, one bug. You never know, though. The rainforest, at first I always used to say, I feel like if I was stranded on like a beach island, like if I got stranded at sea, like in the movie Castaway where you get stuck mm-hmm. on a beach island, that always used to be my go-to because I was like, there's water, you just fucking chill on the beach. Dude, no. not a, I went out on the boat uh, this past weekend with my cousin's fiance. We went to Sandy Beach, which is only like a one-minute drive from his marina. It's out in like Sparrows Point. Dude, I said it once, I say it a million times. It is an entirely different world once you get on the water in terms of the culture. Yeah. Like, dude, I like the same way our high school friends would like meet up and like do like whatever the fuck we did. If you grow up in Sparrows Point, you're out on somebody's boat in the yeah, water. Like by like five in the morning. Doing terrifying things. Like literally, yeah. I'm in there, we're rafted up with this other boat, and like we're looking at this other raft of like six boats. The kids don't look like they're much older than, like, 21. Mm-hmm. Like, if they're 21, there's had to be some high schoolers involved. And I'm like, where are all these kids getting these? I didn't see any, like, adults. It's like, where are these kids getting these boats from? And, like, dude, it's literally, like, three and a half feet of water. People are jumping off the top and, like, diving in. I'm like, somebody <laughs> is going to die, dude. Like, Jesus. And it's just, like, I'm looking at this. I'm like, I lived in this area my whole, not this exact area, but, like, the Baltimore area. And I didn't know that people were out doing this shit all the time. While I'm sitting fucking watching YouTube on a Saturday morning, mm. you know, it was just fucking wild. Now, of course, granted, by the end of the day, uh, it's it's physically impossible. It's scientifically impossible to gather 60, 20 something year old people on a boat where they're forced to be in the same vicinity for a while without a fist fight breaking out. Mm. I mean, that just doesn't happen. So as we're leaving, we actually saw a fist fight break out between two boats. Jesus. So like jumping back. It was like a pirate ship battle, kind of. That's how I imagine pirate ship battles were. Oh my god. It was wild, dude. And I was like, I mean, this is just that's just the fucking thing. But we so we walked up to the beach itself because we were like we were like a hundred feet out. And then we walked up to the beach. Immediately upon stepping on the sand, fucking horse flies biting. It's fucking humid. The grass is all itchy. The sand is gross. And I was like, dude, I used to think that if I was out in the wild, stuck, stranded, I would stay 
in a beach, but no, dude. I can't do the bugs thing, dude. That's what those what's wrong with the rainforest. Rainforest, there's like everything has a bug. Yeah. Water bugs, leeches, weird fucking and they're all just like giant. I, no, everything's big. Everything's huge. But the problem with the grassland, because that would be my that's the front runner. The problem with the grassland is that's where like lions and shit are. Mm. You know, but there's there's predators in the rainforest. Like jaguars, I guess, but mm-hmm. It's a jaguar is one jaguar. If it was like, there's a new movie coming out uh, soon. I've I've seen in previews in the movies when I've gone called Beast, and it's literally about. It's like a. I, it looks like it's like a thriller horror movie, but the killer is just a lion. It's just mm. a lion, and like they're trying. The village is like terrified of this lion, and like it look. I think it's like Don Cheadle or some like good-looking, famous, I can't remember, like a black actor. It's not Denzel Washington. One of those guys, like one of those like hot black guy actors. Denzel? Or- yeah, it's not Denzel. And it's not Michael, well, it's definitely not Michael B. Jordan. Uh, but it's like, the whole movie, they're just like running from a lion. And I'm like, dude, it's one lion. This mm-hmm. isn't a movie. This is like, this is like, okay, dude, you have a gun. How is this a horror movie? Shoot the fucking lion. Do they have guns though? I I mean they're in a, a like a village. Somebody's got a gun, mm. dude. I wouldn't even need a gun. I'm not to not to like be cocky about lions like versus humans, but like if it's one lion mm-hmm. and like I kind of have like a terrain of my own, like I have like a house and shit that I can like a home base that I could be sheltered from it. A couple sticks, I could build a trap. I could fucking do that classic thing like you dig a hole in the sand, cover it with leaves, and then let it fucking fall into like a bunch of spikes. Like, I'm a human being, dude. I don't need a gun to be one lion. Yeah. You know, I, my ancestors didn't what if get... It's just, what if it gets the, you know, the attack on you first? It surprises you. Well, yeah, but then it wouldn't be a movie. That's just an attack. Like, if they wanted to make it realistic, it would be like the opening scene. You're on a safari, and a lion jumps up and eats you. It's like, movie over. Roll credits. Not multiple days of planning... Where you're sitting in a fucking hut or your car and being like, how are we going to get out of this? It's like, dude, run it over with your car. <laughs> like, literally. <laughs> there's so many things you could do here. Now, I could be completely wrong. I haven't seen the movie. But based off the previews, if they didn't do much to sell it as anything other, other than just a guy and his family being stalked by one singular lion. Mm. And this is why I bring it up. Because in the rainforest, jaguars are generally solitary. If it's me versus one jag in the rainforest, I think I could outsmart him. I really do. I mean, but if you're in the grasslands where it's just a wide open field of grass, there's no like real things to hide in. You can't climb shit. And if you can, they're better at climbing than you are. Yeah. And it's and a pack of lines. They have better sense of like smell than you do. Yeah. Hearing. Like they'll just sniff you out. Yeah. Unless you get in like water or something. So I don't know. I mean. I mean, I feel like rainforest would be even crazier for that that's like the jaguars element yeah like track you down sniff you out but they're like the the, you know woods better than you do but they're like the only predator not not, that sounds stupid but i don't feel like there's as many like there's like crocodiles and shit i guess Hmm. alligators and stuff but like in the savannah in the grassland like everything out there can kill me a hippo a fucking rhinoceros a giraffe zebras even prey could fuck me up true like i would be the bottom of the fucking food chain out there i don't know i'm just trying to think of uh you know obviously the 
underwater is one of the biomes. Obviously, that's out. Yeah. I'm not going fucking 14 miles deep in the fucking... Yeah, in some, like, underwater cave. Bermuda Triangle or something. Mm. Yeah, I think I'm out of luck regardless. Anyway, needless to say, I open up the podcast with uh, Little Miss Can't Be Wrong. Classic 90s tune I was describing to you that... uh uh you said you could see like it being like legally blonde mm-hmm. and i was saying like yeah i used her as like a decoy from like uh my actual crush and once i realized that it wasn't like who she was i was just like whatever there is a meme now that's out and about the little miss meme and your brother was talking about how he wants to make one from McCormick, mm-hmm. but apparently it's like this like uh copyright infringement or whatever mm-hmm. But it's really fucking popping off, dude. I don't remember what it's from. No, yeah. I I've, I think I know what you're talking about. And it's like a very recognizable art style. But I don't know where it's from. But it's, definitely a like children's either book or a cartoon or something. Yeah, it's giving me like uh, like the same guy who kind did like... like Schoolhouse the, Rock almost. Yes. That's what I was going to... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like... I was going to say the Tootsie Pop commercials. Like Mr. Mm, Owl. But that yeah, might be the same that guy. Too. That might be the same fucking guy. You need another one? Got it. Oh, yeah. Grab me one, too. Yeah. That one's really taken off. I'm trying to think of how we can make a Little Miss uh, meme for us. But knowing meme culture, it'll be gone by the time we fucking post an episode. So <laughs> Exactly. Regardless. Whoa, you guys are so late to that. I know. Little Miss late to the party. There's one right there. Mm. Even our beers are slightly colder now. Yeah, kind of crazy. Those uh, would have been boiling. Yeah. Without this AC. Um, election news. <laughs> Joe made this joke the other day. I thought it was funny. I can't take credit for it. Okay. Uh, but the guy who won the Republican primary is uh, something Cox. And then the guy who won the Democratic primary is like something more. And so the, the election is like more Cox, which I thought was pretty funny. He sells it better than I do. I like it. But uh, in the bigger scheme of things, Mosby's out, dude. Mm. Did you vote at all in the primaries? No, I'm I'm uh, independent. So agnostic. Oh, you shit. Yeah, I'm agnostic. <laughs> agnostic. <laughs> I'm an atheist, so I don't vote. I don't believe in <laughs> I don't believe in fucking district attorneys. No, yeah. They don't let me vote in the primaries. Mm-hmm. Well, that's weird because as we discussed in the city, the primary is the election. Exactly. You know, so basically you just don't vote in the yeah, city. Yeah, don't get to vote, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess this guy Ivan Bates won. I don't fucking know anything about him. Mm. I know that... Uh, I. No, I literally, I literally don't know. <laughs> I was going to say, think of one thing. Yeah, I know... I tell you. The only thing I know is that I, for my entire life, I always thought of Ivan as like a Russian white guy name, mm-hmm. and I've only ever met non-white Ivans my entire life. I have never met a white Ivan. Yeah, no, I've never met a Russian Ivan, and I feel like that's the typical, like, stereotypical name. That's right? the guy. Yeah. yeah, Ivan Drago from Rocky Four. Yeah, I must break you. That's that was that was the guy. Yeah. Now it's not there not allowed anymore so yeah, yeah. what's another uh like russianish name boris boris never met it eh, have i met a boris i don't think so boris natasha i've met a natasha 
Okay. Remember um, when we were at... Oh, shit. You didn't go to senior week with us. Mm-mm. There was a Natasha that uh, stayed at the, the hotel next to us in the Islander mm. when we were there. And they were... Uh, I think when I was at that age, I didn't realize the general white trashness of Ocean City. Um, Because I think uh, when you're younger, you're automatically... I don't know how to describe this. When you're in your early 20s, you're kind of white trash by default. Yeah. Because you don't... like The stuff that older white trash people do are th- the same things that young anyone does. Like, yeah. drink the cheapest possible liquor. Stay in the worst possible hotels. Like, fucking just smoke cigs inside because it's a fucking rental. Rent stuff, you know? Like, these are all things to, like, when you're 20-something, in your early 20s, you go to Ocean City, and it doesn't quite... My parents would always be like, oh, fucking Ocean City's getting so trashy. And I'm like... They're doing all the same stuff I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't until we went this most recent time that I realized, I was like, oh, shit, it is something else down here. Mm-hmm. I remember we were walking on the boardwalk, and we saw, like, the first group of dudes that just looked remotely like me, Dom, and Lucas, just, like, regular dudes. And it was, like, a weird thing. Like, we made eye contact. Yeah. Because we were the only dudes that weren't, like, walking down the boardwalk with, like, a cross tattooed on our back. <laughs> 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 it was ironically so... wearing the shirts that they sell on the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking nev- the never dying you're killing me small shirt that they sell in Ocean City, dude. That thing has been a shirt forever. <laughs> They're probably still selling the fucking one with uh, the same ones from back in the day. Probably. I don't even know what that's that thing is from Sandlot. And I remember there's always those like ones that like they have like the uh the, the classic one, the hangover one that everybody used to have, the one with the fucking baby with the sunglasses, mm-hmm. like classic beach shirts. And it's like, it wasn't until this time around where I was actually like, dude, I like, I can see what, what people are talking about now. You know, now that we're edging in on 30, I get it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Ocean City, it's for the young people. Then I went to fucking Fenwick to visit Zach and he was staying at this unbelievable fucking beach house, mm-hmm. rented out with like five families and you could see... Um, just like that they were on a different plane of life. Like yeah, it's just a different, it's just a different, uh, culture than ocean city down by the boardwalk. It, like you can kind of even get away from that. If you, you know, stay above whatever it is like 80th or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Northern ocean city. Yes. Cause even in Fenwick, that's like, okay, yeah, we're staying near ocean city so we can still go in and do the stuff we want to do in ocean city. But then we come back, the beach is impact. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, I get the appeal of Fenwick. I get it too. It's honestly, dude, first of all, I thought it was further away. Cause I'm used to thinking of like all Delaware beaches as being Bethany, which is like mm-hmm. 45 minutes up. I, w- I told him to meet me at dinner at Ponzetti's. He said he couldn't understandably, but then I remember driving up, dude, I was like, dude, you're like, five minutes up the street from Ponzetti's. Yeah. Like you're hella close to Ocean City, you know, but it was just weird because like once you have a kid, then like you start doing like your friends become your social circle changes naturally. Mm. Like I was playing weirdest gig ever fun gig, I guess, but I was for whatever reason, Atlas books, the cross street market as a gig now, there's Watershed, the restaurant they have in there. That's a different gig. They also book 
it's so strange. Apparently, they're about to build something there, but for the time being, it's like this vacant place where like there used to be like a vendor there, mm-hmm. but everything's torn out, and I'm literally like standing in the middle of like piles of lumber. Hell yeah! And like in front of like a sink that's disconnected from the wall, and like setting up my stuff and playing to a market of people. Like like I'm a street performer, but somebody's paying me to be there. I'm like, yeah. who is paying me to be? Who am I benefiting right now? Like, does like I'm playing? I guess for like every bar, but mm-hmm. Atlas is paying me. I don't understand how they really benefit from it. Yeah, you know, unless they own all those places, in which case, yeah. Uh, I mean, they probably you know have an investment in that space. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's funny because the last time I was at our house, they had live music there too. Mm-hmm. But it was, like, so unexpected. Like, I didn't know they had live music there. Mm -hmm. And when, like, for a while, I was just like, damn, whatever radio station they have on is just not it. (laughs) And then walked inside to go get food, and there's a whole ass band on stage. Oh, God, dude. That makes sense. Yeah. Quick side tangent. It just, it does irk me a lot of times, like, Dom's friend, Stefan, who's been on the podcast, The Boxer and mm-hmm. musician yeah. known as Vacant or Vincent, if you can read. The Burden. Stefan, The Burden, Burden, tweeted, nothing like live music to ruin a good lunch. <laughs> and I immediately it thought... It depends, though. Like, there is some good live music. Like, I love going out to your gigs because they're fucking good. Yeah, but I that's... I went to a German restaurant in fucking uh, Georgia oh, one time, and they had some good live music. It was nice. That's that's lunch. The, that's the thing I try to explain, or I try to explain. I try to explain it means I just wish someone would ask me one day so I could explain this to them. Mm-hmm. Nobody's ever asked me. Uh, but the thing about live music is, is a good band can make you money. A bad band will lose you money. So a lot of these bar owners, when they're trying to book something, will try to lowball the price or like if your rate is too high they'll be like nah nah blah, blah blah like let's say like a bar just wants to do like a hundred dollars a man so if you have a three piece they want to pay you three hundred dollars well it's like most bands that are playing regularly that are getting gigs and like playing around and have established themselves are not going to take that gig mm-hmm. it's just not enough money there are places playing twice that so it's like when you Say that, okay, yeah, I want to book live music, but my budget is $300. And then you find a bunch of bands that are willing to do it. Well, I'm not saying that every band that plays for that rate is not good because everybody starts somewhere. You know, like there was a time when I was doing trios for 150 total. So like, uh, but also that was 10 years ago. I wasn't, we weren't as good as we are now. But also, like, if you're if you're putting yourself in that price range and you're basically saying, I just want the cheapest possible musicians, well, you might be spending $300 and that $300 is losing you money because now people are coming in and they're like, you know, let's say, let's say if you book a band for that cheap, there's a 20% chance that they're good. And let's say the more money you're willing to spend, the higher likelihood of that band being good. Yeah. Well, if you 
draw your line at the cheapest possible rate. People are going to go in there and they're going to be like, oh, this, kind of, this band kind of fucking sucks and they're too loud and they're annoying and the fucking girl keeps like talking too much in between songs. It's like stupid. And then like people just be like, all right, let's just finish our drinks and go next door. So now you've paid a band $300 to drive away customers versus if you were to willing to break out an extra $150 so that every person in that band could get fifty more dollars and be like, okay, you want one fifty a person for a brunch gig? Sure. Then that same group of people might be sitting there going, Oh, this band's fucking good. And they just played a request, like, let's get another round of drinks, dude. Let's get this, let's get these guys a shot. Yeah. Now you're fucking that now that extra $150 that you spent is now making you money. So it's like people and that's why a lot of these bars wind up that a lot of these bars will be like, oh, we're gonna get into live music, and then they get into it for like uh, six months or whatever and they give it up because it stops working it's like because you've never bothered booking good bands live music just isn't this like magical thing it's like saying we're gonna do comedy well are the people you're booking funny because mm-hmm. you can just having a comedy show does not mean it's gonna automatically entertain people you know and that's kind of like it's the same uh, discussion we had about like any profession it's like the same thing it's like there there are good people in every job, every line of business, and there are also bad people in every line of business. And this goes for every line of business. Like, all the way up, look, for every doctor who graduated at the top of his class, there is a doctor who graduated at the bottom of his class. There is a worst doctor in America. Yeah. That's an old Seinfeld bit. So, like, if you're looking at it logically, 50% of doctors are above average doctors, but also 50% of doctors are below average doctors. That means that you have a one in two chance when you go to the doctor's office that you are dealing with a doctor who is not as good as the average doctor, mathematically speaking. So when people just ascribe this like automatic like, oh, I'm going to therapy and like blah, 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 my therapist says this and it's like, are they a good therapist? Because that would be like me going like, oh, like I booked a band and they said we have to do this well are they a good band because i've seen plenty of shitty bands and for every person who calls themselves a professional musician or professional this professional that it's like there's people that suck that bad in every line of work mechanics waiters bar owners the amount of shitty bar owners there are who just fucking like they just have a bar because their dad had a bar and now they just like fucking do coke in the upstairs that is unreal the amount of shit that goes on dude yeah I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about anymore. But it's unreal. Well, I know what you're talking about. I know <laughs> the exact bar you're talking oh, about. Oh, we know what bar we're talking about. But anyway, um, when I was playing at Cross Street, uh, I saw these dudes and like it was like a bunch of couples and they all had little babies. And um, Liv said there's a trend going around now where like all the girls buy their boyfriends like this one specific shirt. Yeah, but they don't tell them that like they all the girls in the group got did it, and then like they all like one day they make a plan to go out, and all the girls are like, "Let's all like convince our boyfriends to wear this shirt," and so they'd be like, "No, come on, I just got you this shirt. Can you please wear?" It? Which is such a thing. Yeah. The amount of times that like there is something about uh, women in general where they they need you to wear the shirt that they bought you. Mm. That's my grandmother, my mom, every girlfriend I ever had. They like dressing you. You know, they start from a young age. They're playing around with their dolls. And then when they get older, it's like, oh, this is my doll. Jimmy's my doll. I want him to have a watch. Ricky bought me a watch. Because she <laughs> wanted to date a guy that wore watches. Mm. You know? She got me new, better dress shoes, nicer jeans, better shirt. 
you know? Guys don't really do that as much for girls, I would say. I mean, I guess if you're, like, super rich and, like, super, like, shallow, uh, you'll, like, get your wife, like, implants or something. Yeah, I guess. You know what I mean? But, like, that's such a thing. So, like, obviously all those dudes are getting, like, they're like, all right, fine, I wear a stupid fucking flamingo shirt, whatever. And they all show up, and then they all realize they're all wearing the shirt, and it's, like, a funny mm. TikTok trend. So I was like, oh, that's funny. But I'm looking at I'm like, okay, all these people have... A, a, like a wife or a, a obviously stable relationship because they have a child with this person and a small baby and I'm like that's not a coincidence yeah like these social circles are defined by where you're at in life so like it's so strange when I, I met up with Zach where like now that he has a baby his social circle is in like the we have babies social circle and I and like from his mind, you could tell that he was like asking a bunch about like, yo, what bars did you guys go to? Blah, 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 blah. Cause he's, he wants to like hear about like all that shit. Like, Oh, how was secrets? Like what was going on there? And we're like, but at the same time I'm sitting there in this living room with this baby and like the other family with their baby is like in the kitchen, like making like lunch meat sandwiches and shit. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, we went to secrets and Dom was fucking blacked out and like blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting there telling this story. I'm like to a baby, to this baby. <laughs> <laughs> But I was just like embarrassed. I was like embarrassed to even be talking. I was like, I don't want to tell you about I, I am ashamed of my life right now. <laughs> but it's like, you know, like that's then all of a sudden it's just like it's just like anything else. Like so many so few people stand the test of time when it comes to relationships, whether it be friendships or uh more than friendships, boyfriendships and girlfriendships. Let's say. Yeah, sometimes those ships sail. Sometimes those ships sail, and it's usually a matter of convenience. Mm. How many f- close people was I friends with when I worked at the Cheesecake Factory that the second I left that job, I never heard from them again? Yeah. Same thing with Melting Pot. Same thing with school, I guess, in general. It's like so much of your your social circles are defined by... Uh, it, it was like when we were when we were up at that festival at stages, and we were talking to that one guy who was like really annoying. Remember that guy? We were both there. It was a couple years ago. I think we were there because Thunder Club was playing a set there or something. Yeah. Oh, and my cousin used to work there. Yes, yes, yes. But yeah, there was yeah. this other guy who was like talking to us. Oh yeah, it was like someone's dad. Yeah, and he was like really kind of had this like aggressive. Hopefully attitude. he doesn't listen to this anymore because I think like. After he talked to us forever, he like added us on Facebook and shit. And like, I don't know if he ever listened to the podcast. Uh, if he's still he was listen- like a school teacher or some shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was a fine guy. He just at first kind of had an aggressive uh, tact about the way he was going with the conversation. The fact that I'm even entertaining this as if it, he possibly listens to the podcast is remarkable to me. Uh, but let's say he does. I'm not going to say anything. But I'm just saying like he's a nice guy. But the way he in, the way he introduced himself was kind of just like kind of like questioning me like, oh, like you really think you're going to like do this, blah, blah, blah. Like you're going to make it like, you know how hard it is. And I was just like and like it became apparent that it was like, well, you're saying that because I guess like you gave up on your shit, you know, yeah. and now it's like that is such a thing. And it's not, it's not unique to him, but that's such a thing 
with people when you when you try to understand why uh, people get so angry or seemingly like not supportive or what they call haters is because for so many people who may have had aspirations and dreams, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> if they gave up on them or if they were too afraid to follow that path yeah. to pursuing it, when they see someone else who is, they're kind of rooting against them because if that other person makes it, then it kind of says to them that like, you could have done this too, but you didn't. Well, and then for the rest of their life, that's what every conversation they ever have in public will be like. Exactly. Exactly. So I wonder who in that guy's life made it. That. Well, I think that like, him out. it's just such a thing where it's like, it's kind of the same reason why people kind of would get so mad, like not mad, but like people get very, very, very defensive when you talk like a person who like actually did go to college and stuff and like spent a whole bunch of money uh, doing it. Like they they get very defensive when people call like college like a scam or whatever, mm-hmm. and that's understandable because you're like fucking hundreds of thousands of dollars deep in this investment that I'm we're now calling bullshit. But like they don't like the idea of they're uncomfortable with the idea of somebody who didn't do all the things that they grew up thinking that they had to do. And they like the person who's doing all these things, like the person who goes out and gets this job that they don't really want to get and does and goes to this school and studies this thing they don't really care about and maybe even gets married to a person they don't even necessarily want to get married to other than they start to feel the social pressure of, oh, I'm about this age now and now's usually about the time when, you know, now it's starting to feel like it's a little weird that I'm not like married or don't have any kids. Like now I'm like that guy like that and it's like all these different like social pressures in everything kind of force people into certain decisions that they're not even necessarily sure they want to take Mm -hmm. but they're motivated by this like fear or this like discomfort with not with standing out necessarily let's say so like a lot of these people are working i remember this guy used to come in a seasons fucking dude she kind of looked like he was oats from hall and oats um, he had like the classic, like, uh, the eighties style button up where like the, where like the shirt is a color, but the collar is white, Yeah, which I kind of like, uh, but he was wearing that and I was like, dude, it's 2011, bro. Yeah, let it go. Look good on you, Were you dude. an American psycho? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Um, so he's like saying, he's like, yeah, well, you know, very few people actually, I'm 19 at the time, dude. Why are you telling a 19 year old kid to give up on his dreams? <laughs> I mean, like, what is your motivation here, bro? You know, like. Like, I'm sitting there being like, yeah, I want to pursue music, blah, blah, blah. He's like, nah, man, you got to go back at school, dude. Like, the odds of you making it are so fucking slim, blah, blah, blah. You're going to be sitting here 20 years from now. You're not going to make it. You're not going to be making any type of money, blah, blah, blah. And I remember saying, I was like, yeah, but if I do make it. No, he literally said it was something. He said something like, he was like, you go to school or you're not going to make it. You're going to be sitting here 20 years from now. Uh, you know, you're never going to wind up making as much money as like me and the guys in my office because we've just fucking did this. And I was like, yeah, but if I do make it, then I'm going to make way more money than you and anybody that you fucking know. <laughs> oh my God. And like, and it's true. It's uh, true. Yeah, for sure. And it's like his face kind of froze when I said that because that's kind of the reality that he's dancing around, Yeah. which is that everybody kind of deep down has something that they want to do 
mm-hmm. or they want to say or they want to like be involved with but for one reason or another maybe it's family stuff social pressures whatever personal anxieties they just kind of take the path of least resistance and because they took the path of least resistance they're in kind of this weird life purgatory where they're just working this job or doing this thing that they're not even really like it's weird to think that there are people just doing stuff that like it's the same way we went to school Mm-hmm. Like that's how I look at it. It's like, geez, this would like if I was doing something job wise that I didn't that I wasn't passionate about, I would basically perpetually for the rest of my life until I retire be feeling like I'm in high school. Wake up, can't wait till Friday, Friday's here, party on the weekends, anxiety on Sunday night, back to work Monday. And it's like I guess certain people become like, um, uh, I don't know. It's just weird. It's just weird that that's like what, uh, I would be willing to say what the majority of people's work situation is like, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, definitely. And so when they, but they're doing that because they're, they feel like for whatever reason, like that's the way it has to be. And then when they see somebody not do that, it does kind of cause this like, resentment in them because they're like they're thinking like who the fuck are you to think that you can just like not like i did all the shit like i had to fucking put in my hours at this fucking thing and do this and do that and i and now you just think you're just gonna fucking not just gonna scratch all that and just do your own thing like who the fuck do you think you are and it's like it is this kind of like weird thing where i remember feeling that resentment talking to people it's i was talking to john about this the other night because he was talking about like the way his parents were with music and like they were supportive, but at the end of the day, they also always kind of wanted them to have like a fallback plan. Mm-hmm. Whereas like I always felt lucky because my parents never really talked about that, a fallback plan. Like they never like thank God he's good at something. Exactly. Yeah, but literally. <laughs> literally. At least it, he's got music. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not rock the boat anymore. Just set him down this path and consider ourselves lucky we dodge a bullet. <laughs> no we were just talking about like how like people have this weird and it's such like um used to frustrate me so much because when you watch youtube and you see bands playing or you turn on netflix and you see actors acting and you turn on a comedy special and there's a guy doing comedy or you watch a podcast and it's a famous podcast and it's like clearly you understand that this is a job and people do this job. Like the guy who starred in the most recent Avengers movie doesn't also work a nine to five at T. Rowe Price. This is his job and he makes way more money than the guy at T. Rowe Price. So we're both on the same page that we acknowledge that people do make music and people do become very famous and successful and have very fulfilling lives from doing music. People do act in movies and make a career out of that. People do do comedy. People do do podcasts. People do do radio. So we both agree that those people exist. Now we're at a disagreement, family slash friend slash teacher slash whoever, over whether or not you think, I can do that. And now I'm taking it personally. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Because <laughs> that's what it all comes down to. It's like, Nobody's sitting there thinking that nobody makes it in music. They're just saying that you can't make it. Like these people that do are like this alien race of people 
Like it's not just regular fucking everyday people mm-hmm. that wind up pursuing something and succeeding. I could not be further off topic from what I was talking about. Also, so yeah, far we're talking about biomes. <laughs> biomes. <laughs> we're talking about the urban sprawl biome now. I literally have no fucking clue what I was talking about. I yeah, just we somehow uh, got into there. Yeah, we 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 it's it was just talking about the social circles and, and things like that and just talking about how like how much of it and how how much I started to feel that kind of thing where I was like, damn, like you have a kid and then it's like Oh boom, yeah. You know that's where it came from. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I feel like that's just like different people like, you know, geographically they think of, you know. Like, I feel like people, if you're from, like, the South and you're our age, you're probably already married just because that's kind of the culture down there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like it's kind of uh, the new normal for kind of the city city boys like us to not take that, you know, take that step. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I've I've wondered what it is that uh like there, it does strike me as odd that like up until literally like 50 years ago or probably even sooner than that like i'm going to say probably the 80s is when it like 90s is when it turned i guess but like like when you ask your grandmother when she got married she's like i was like 19 yeah was like i was 18. 19 and then he went away to, to iwo jima <laughs> yeah <laughs> like literally like it's like the age of doing shit was so much younger back then. Um, and then some, for whatever reason, society kind of shifted towards like, uh, now it's not even a thought that crosses most people's mind until their late 20s. I mean, getting married, like you said, in the South and places that are more traditionally based. Mm-hmm. Sure. Probably like middle of the country. But it's so weird now that I remember when we were in our early 20s and I would hear somebody was getting married, I was like, that's weird. Yeah, why? What are you doing? <laughs> You're getting married? Did they get them pregnant? <laughs> I think that there is uh I think that there is a reason why we were doing that. I would even venture to say hot take, hot take that I think that's probably the way it should be and I feel like people would be happier if we were still doing that. I what? genuinely believe getting that. married in your 20s. Getting married younger. I think just what to grow up quicker. Um, I think that there are certain. Uh, I think that a lot of the ways we live our life in this modern society. Uh, I got in this conversation with Sig recently talking about a stat that I remember hearing a while ago mm-hmm. about uh, most couple like couples that live together before marriage are more likely to get divorced. Um, and at the time, I was living with a girl who I thought I was going to marry. Did we talk about this on the podcast ever? I don't know. I don't okay, think so. Who cares? We're talking about it fucking again, this time with AC. Um, I don't think we did, actually. I talked about this with Matt after his podcast one day. Um, I remember hearing that stat that couples who live together before marriage are more likely to get divorced uh, than couples who don't. And at the time, I was living with a girl who I thought I was going to marry, and I didn't agree with that stat. Under no basis. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
Yeah, and you guys didn't get divorced. <laughs> That's true. You didn't That's get true. that far. That's true. We did not get divorced. <laughs> so, so, up you, yours, math. You aren't just another statistic. I am not another know. statistic. Um, and then I thought about it more. After I didn't have any skin in the game. Yeah. To really look at it as an objective uh, thought experiment. Like, hmm, what could be the causes of couples that live together being more likely to not have successful marriages? And what I've kind of dwindled down to is, A, I would say at least half of couples, if not the vast majority of couples, when they move in together, it's for what I would consider to be the wrong reasons. Mm. I think that most couples, whenever I hear, including, and when I say wrong reasons, I don't mean bad reasons. I just mean, like, for most people, it's usually a financial thing or like a thing of convenience. Like, yeah. my situation personally was I had my own fucking apartment where I was living alone in a studio paying $800 a month in 2000. Uh, 13 which is like paying like a thousand a month now um and also paying for my own cable personally my own everything utilities it wound up being like 1100 a month after everything was said and done or like close to it mm -hmm. and like i was staying over my ex my, my then girlfriend's place all the time and but i couldn't really you know i felt bad that i was always over there with her and her sister who lived together and it was just me like the third wheel in this apartment but like I was already paying eleven hundred a month for my own place, so I wasn't really in a position to be like, "Oh, should we split the rent three ways here?" <laughs> I can't pay for my own place plus a third of your place. Yeah. So at a certain point, it just got to the point where it was like, "Okay, well, we're always with each other. Why don't I just like move in here with you?" And it made sense to everybody, and so we did. So I got out of my lease early, and I moved in there, and we started splitting the rent three ways. And they were, of course, for it because. It was cheaper. It's cheaper for them, and everybody's happy. But we have been dating for like, I mean, not even that. I mean, maybe what, four, three or four months when we decided to do that. And looking back on it, it's like, I can't believe that. And it wasn't, again, it wasn't even like this typical, like, cliche thing where people are saying, like, oh, we just thought we were in love and we we're just ready to start our next step. It wasn't even like that. It was yeah. literally just like a logistical. Yeah just like monetarily made sense for both of you it guys. just made sense it didn't make sense to not live together let's put it yeah. that way yeah yeah um obviously we we willing to say that that's most people though like i think at a certain point like the amount of couples that are dating they both have their own place they're both fully fine in their living situations totally got it taken care of they're dating for a while and they go hey you know what i think it's about time we move in together Let's take this next step. Let's get married. Let's start thinking about having kids. Let's move in together. Let's get a house. Boom, boom, boom. That's the right way to do it. Mm -hmm. That's not most people, though. No. At least in my experience. And so when you're talking about couples that move in together pre-marriage, the people that move in together pre-marriage are more likely to need to move in together before marriage because they're in a less stable position. Yeah. And so when you're taking this relationship further and further down the road, and less and less of it has to do with, oh, uh, you, know, um, you know, I love you, so let's get married. And more and more of it has to do with, 
well, I don't know. We've been seeing each other for like five months. Why don't we just move in together? And then, and then you're in, then you're living with them for two years and you go, the, the girl starts usually going to be the girl in this situation. More power to him for this. Cause guys will fucking kick the can down the road for the rest of their fucking lives that they were allowed to. Usually is when the girl will start being like, Hey, so, you know, like, can we start talking about like what the plan is here? Like, are we getting married? When do you want to have kids? Like I'm fucking this. And so then you're just like, well, I already live with her. And blah, blah, blah. So we're pretty much already married. Mm-hmm. So we might as well just get married. So then even your next steps of the relationship are done for the wrong reasons. Because you're not just existing as your own stable human being and dating another girl who's existing as her own stable yeah. human being. I mean, it's the same thing as the guy who was told to go to college, get a good job, and just you know give up on your dream or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't really know what they want to do, so they just do what they're kind of think is the right thing to do, I guess. Yes. And the problem is, is that, and this is another thing I thought about at the time. What? Yeah, dude, you're thinking about a lot of shit, bro. I was thinking about a lot of shit at the time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody, bro, your fucking brain is huge. <laughs> somebody writing this down. <laughs> How am I going to remember all this? <laughs> um, what is the difference from a guy's perspective? Whether you're living with a girl and not married or living with a girl and married. From a guy's perspective, as a professional guy, as a person who has been a guy and knows mostly guys and... Most of my friends are guys, so I can say this. We don't, I don't care about getting married. Mm-mm. I genuinely don't. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It's like, I don't really look forward to my wedding day. I look forward to after my wedding day. I look forward to no longer having to think about all the things that go into planning a wedding. Yeah. Like, it's You're like looking a th- forward to finally having sex for the first time on the honeymoon. <laughs> yes, I, that's real. Yes, I cannot yeah. <laughs> fucking wait. <laughs> but finally. that I am glad you brought this up <laughs> because the other thing I was going to say, not that I was thinking about it, but the other thing I was going to say is especially once you incorporate the fact that we're already fucking. Mm. We're living together. We're fucking you're my girlfriend. The only difference between getting married is we spend $10,000 and I get you a ring and we annoy everybody for a day while they like cancel all their plans and come and watch us kiss. From a guy's perspective, it's like we, we got to do this because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. You know, guys don't dream of their wedding day. I hate to break it to women about this, but we don't. You the know, I don't, I don't fantasize about the tux I'm going to wear. I don't imagine like everyone just staring at me as I. I'm already standing at the end of the aisle. Nobody, I don't even walk down the aisle. I'm just already there. Yeah. Like the lights come on. I'm just like, send her, send her down the aisle, baby. Bring her in. Who should bring her? Maybe her dad. Sure. Yeah, like a next Sure. Yeah, bring her in. Sure. <laughs> Let's get this show on the road. It's like from a guy's perspective, it's like men don't have a reason to get married anymore. I'm just gonna out front and say it. Society. Society has made marriage 
a kind of pointless situation for most men. Society has advanced from marriage. Perhaps, yes. But here's the issue. It's a gilded cage because people always love to complain about, oh, how come in... This is the most classic thing you'll ever see people talk about. Like the classic like boomer memes, like guy in... Like people, 29-year-olds in 1960. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I just bought this house with like three months salary, three years salary or whatever. And now it's like, you know... Obviously not that. I don't. Yeah. I need. I need not even go into how fucking shitty yeah, it is. Right I'll now. pay off this house two times in thirty years. Yeah, yeah. I'd still be in debt. Um, and like a guy could get a job at like a fucking gas station or like as a firefighter, like my grandfather did, and support a family of four. Yeah, a school janitor. Literally could support a family of twenty three. Yes. And here is the issue. I think a 30 year old man in 1963 going out and trying to get a job. First of all, it is assumed that as a 30 year old man, when you're applying for a job, you're applying for a job to support a family. Yeah. The overwhelming likelihood of a 30 year old man in 1960 something is that this man is married with kids at this point. Mm -hmm. So, He's not going for a job to just support himself living with like a roommate in an apartment like it is now. Yeah. This guy has a wife who probably doesn't work and like multiple kids. So all the salaries are based off that. And then so a guy could go out and get a job, work a 40 hour work week and make enough to support a family. Well, now you have. Uh, when I'm not saying this is a bad thing, I'm just saying this is kind of what happened is that. The, the cost of having a house and raising and supporting a family is still virtually the same. But now, Since two people... Two incomes coming in. Two people have to work 40-hour work weeks. So 80 hours total. So now it takes 80 hours of two people working constantly to make the same amount that it took one person back in 50 years ago. And that's simple, that's simple math. It's like, okay, here's the price. Here's the cost of labor. And there is mostly just men in the labor pool. Then you double the size of people in the labor pool. So that would mathematically cut the price of labor in half, meaning that wages, like now there's twice as many people competing for the same jobs. So now, obviously, the, now that there's more people vying for jobs, the price of jobs goes down. The demand, the demand of jobs is up. The availability of jobs is still the same. Price goes down. There's only so many jobs, guys. Blah, blah, blah. So now... You have two people working the same amount of fucking working, both working full time to make net the same amount that one person would have had to work 50 years ago. Except the difference is now the kids have to be sent to daycare because both parents are out working full time. So now they not only are, are they making the same amount, but now they have an added cost of paying someone else to watch their kids. So it's like this full circle of like everything is harder and worse as like it's like it's almost like a gilded cage to use a cliche metaphor it's like yeah everyone's more free everyone gets to go out and do their thing now but now uh you both are going to work full-time jobs to make the same amount of money that one of you had to make 50 years ago and you're also only going to see your kids on weekends and like blah blah blah, fucking blah so it's like almost like we got kind of got duped by it and like you can kind of see how like there is something like that. Like I, I truly believe this. Sometimes I, 
Look, I'm just going to say some hot. I don't care. Yeah. It's a thing that I, I have noticed. Are you about to say capitalism is bad. <laughs> hot take. <laughs> no, I was going to say something far, far more ridiculous. Oh, no. Um, I was just going to say that sometimes when I see like a girl that's like obsessed with her cat, like a girl in her early 20s that's like obsessed with her dog or something, mm. all I can think is this is a woman who wants to have a baby. This is a woman, this is a girl who 50 years ago and infinity before that would have be having a small baby right now that she would be obsessed with and taking pictures of and dressing it up and pushing it in a stroller in a park with cool sunglasses and like a fucking thing and taking it to the park and teaching it how to yeah. read and shit. Instead, because... She's a bartender and... She's a bartender. Does coke all night. Yeah, some her coke dealer uh, is, crashes at her place on the weekends and she has a fucking fur baby. <laughs> and she's not happy. She's not happy. It's like... But, but then you would be led to believe... We would be led to believe that the woman in the 60s was less happy uh, being a mom than the, the woman now who's like fucking 40 and like has a, a cat. <laughs> sorry, yeah. dude. I'm sorry. I'm not fucking buying it. Because I'll speak from the male perspective. It's like... It just feels like uh, when I saw when I saw like Zach and his baby, I was like, you know, as a guy, it's different because women, for lack of a better word, they have like baby fever, which is like a real thing that like girls will talk about. Like they'll see a baby and they get like like. Uh, like horny to have a baby, like like <laughs> horny for a baby. Like that's the best way I can describe it. Like the same way you would see like a porn video and be like, oh man, I want, I'm horny to beat off. Yeah, I'm horny to beat off. <laughs> Girls literally like they get that like feeling, like a physical feeling where they're like, hmm. my like even Sig just said on the his podcast earlier, like he's married and his wife I guess is in her early 30s as well. And he was like, yeah, because I think at first she said she didn't want to have kids, and then Matt brought it up, and Sig was like, oh no, she's past it. Like she literally said the other day, she was like. I'm at that age now where my body is literally begging me to pump out children. I was like, mm. that's weird that you can like feel that. Because as yeah. a guy's perspective, it's so weird to imagine me ever being like, I wish I could be pregnant. Like, I wish that something could come out of me right now. I don't want that, dude. No. I don't even like when I have to like take a shit sometimes. It like inconveniences me. Like, I'll be doing shit and I'm like, oh my God, right now. Yeah. And then when you put off that shit, it's even worse when you have to take a shit later because you're yeah. like, fuck, like, yeah. half of this is going to be dry. Oh, yeah. And then the worst possible scenario is like like you said, like you only you have a window because mm-hmm. your body kind of gets it. Like your body will be like, yo, yo, let's take a shit. And you're like, shut up. Shut yeah. up. No, I'm and busy. I was like, oh, so should I take some of this back? <laughs> oh, you don't want it? All right, fine, dude. Guess we'll just fucking. All right, guys. Uh, I guess this is where your water is coming from for now. <laughs> so they fucking put it back in there, and then for the rest of the day, you're just fucking full and bloated. But then when you finally do, are like, oh, I'll take a shit. Then you can't because your body's like, oh, now you want to take a shit? Do me a favor, buddy. Why don't you smoke a cigarette, drink a coffee, eat lunch? We'll talk in a couple hours. Then you'll have to shit again. It's like, as a guy, it's like, it's, it's, it's a weird thing. With women, it's like there's like an actual like thing that like you want to have a kid and like, I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say is uh, just based in my life when I see other people doing that shit, I don't think about, I don't see a baby and go like, oh man, I want to have a baby. I have baby fever. I don't feel that. What I do feel is 
something inside me going, this should be you. This is what you should be doing. And this is what you would be doing if this was any other time in history. And for some reason, now the total norm is just people our age living with like roommates still and shit. It's like, that can't be awesome. Yeah. My grandfather had a lawn when he was my age. A fucking lawn. Yeah. I can't even grill on my, I can't even grill on my fucking balcony. <laughs> doesn't stop me it doesn't stop me i've done it before <laughs> ironically my grandfather was a firefighter <laughs> he doesn't want me to grill on my balcony <laughs> for some reason <laughs> the gilded cage dude mm. so uh yeah dude i think uh you know and then the other thing is like you know what Maybe women, maybe there was a reason why we did the whole no sex before marriage. The old mm. don't why would I buy the cow if I can have the milk for free? I'm sorry. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm, Where is this going? I'm going to fucking I'm going to say it and you can think whatever you want to think about it. Cuz I'm I am guilty of this as well. But I think when women were kind of holding out a little bit and being like, no, no, fucking you. you took me out on one fucking date. How about you go fucking show that you're invested in me, that you're not just some fuckboy, like, taking advantage of me, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, if you want to have sex, like, I got to see some real fucking, like, you know, are you, are you down to, like, commit to me, blah, 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 you're just using me, blah, blah, blah. That kind of put a fire under the dude's ass to be like, well, shit, if I want to have sex, then I got to fucking, like, actually like commit to this relationship and like be and like actually like value this person and maybe then you wouldn't see so many people uh you know all the things we see now single parenthood on the rise divorce rates on the rise all that shit it's like was it such a bad thing when we weren't just fucking everybody all the time Mm. was that is that is that controversial to say that maybe it's not the healthiest lifestyle choice to fuck people I, I I bet people were fucking all over all the time forever. They were. I just think you know. They wasn't were as. Uh, it was more hush hush. More hush hush. It wasn't the society. It was. It may have been a norm for certain people. People obviously had affairs. People obviously had premarital sex. Kids were always going up to make out point and taking an egg cream up there and fucking whatever, like doing that shit. It's like that always happened. But the difference is, is like how many people do you know, I don't, I'm at, this is a genuine question, and how many people I know, which is a rhetorical question, because of course I already know the answer to that question, mm-hmm. uh, that their parent, they'll be like, oh yeah, like uh, my parents had me, and then they got married once they had me, because they had to get married, because they had me. Mm-hmm. I can think of a couple people like that. I know like a handful. I know that's a very common thing, though. I yes. just don't know that many people. <laughs> because back then, it was a thing where it was like, look, we know people are fucking, but also... But also, religion was beaten into us. So, so that baby's going to hell if you guys aren't married. <laughs> uh, but also, like, at least in that uh, aspect, it's like, sure, yeah, probably a lot of those marriages didn't work out. But then again, marriages still aren't working out now. So what's the fucking difference? More importantly, at least in that domain, we still understood that, like, okay, look, we all know everybody's out here having sex. We get it. We get that not everyone is waiting till marriage to have sex. But here's the deal. 
We live in a society, and these are the standards of this society. <laughs> if you go out and you fuck a girl and get her pregnant, that's your responsibility. You marry that woman and you take care of that kid. You don't sit in a fucking house in another city and write a $100 check every fucking week. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's like, to say that those two things are morally equivalent, I can't not say that. I can't sit here and pretend that like it wasn't a better time and a more moral society when people actually valued the idea of like they understood that we were having sex, but like if you have a kid, like you got to fucking make that shit work for that kid and like do in like whatever. You, let's let's just say you at nineteen. Mm-hmm. You at nineteen, nineteen-year-old Jimmy Selesky, still going to fucking Spunk Fitness, Szechuan Bashai. Uh, you got a girl pregnant. Mm. Well, you didn't even build the studio yet. That's true. What would you have done? Well, I would have ran. (laughs) I literally. You know, you would not have ran. I mean, maybe. Dude, you would not have. I like to think that I would have ran. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the ideal version of me would have been a deadbeat father. Uh, no, dude, like I am of the mindset an increasingly apparently obsolete mindset that once you have a kid, it's not really about you anymore. Like, and that's kind of another thing that I think has been bred out of modern society, which is this weird narcissism that exists in all of us. Like it's a it's another level of like self identity and self importance that is just the standard for every person now. I think a lot of that was brought about by social media, where we're all like the fucking like, you know, the curator of our own fucking presence online and doing yeah. posting stuff about us and taking pictures of ourselves and what we're doing and putting it out there. And it's like I think that that does lead to this more kind of like isolated, like more like it's more about you. And I think, therefore, the whole idea of, like, a family and, you know, like, what we're talking about. Like, yeah, if I was 19 and I had a kid, unfortunately, um, the whole fucking music thing in the studio probably would have had to sit on the back burner. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it's at that point, it's like, my, my whole thing has always been, like, I don't mind pursuing these kind of more risky, lofty, if you will, goals in terms of like music and the podcast and stuff because at the end of the day it doesn't really affect anybody but me like Mm -hmm. if i don't make that much money i'm the only one that's not making that much money and and in a fucking apartment or whatever but it's like once there's a another innocent life dependent on uh my life decisions then it's like okay well yeah, I would have liked to be a musician but that's not really paying the bills right now and so maybe i do need to work this fucking nine to five Maybe I do need to fucking say, you know what? Like, yeah, you have your dreams, but also you fucked up. And like, no one's saying you can't play music. Nobody's saying you can't uh, still pursue whatever, whatever, whatever. But it has to go on the back burner to the most important thing, which is providing and supporting a strong uh, uh, life for this child that you now have. Mm -hmm. You know, so like, I'm not saying that like, I I guess I am saying it. You're saying that. I'm saying it. I'm saying that I think stuff was just like, like I I think that, again, I don't think it's a controversial statement to say that like uh, just 
that a, a life of promiscuity, promiscuity, and like the whole like idea of just going out and like free love and all that shit kind of devalued uh, the meaningfulness of a lot of relationships because a lot of relationships, it's like, I don't know, you just start off like, oh, I'm fucking this person. And then you realize like four months in sometimes like after you've come 94 times, you go, oh, wait, I don't actually like this person. Mm. Like, I don't enjoy this person's company. This person's very annoying. The whole, like, hot whatever phase of, like, first hooking up with a new person is over with, and there's nothing here. And so sometimes that doesn't happen until too late when you've already too far into a relationship. I mean, how many people are having fucking... They've, I know people that... People in my family have done this. Three months in, you have a fucking kid with this person? Yeah. You're not even past the honeymoon phase yet, bro. Yeah. I mean, you've got to not even be trying. Yeah, you still like this person because they're hot, and now they're going to be pregnant. Yeah, they're not even hot anymore, <laughs> dude. Not hot anymore, bro. Your girlfriend is not hot anymore, dude, because you got her pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> That's that would be a dude. dude. How long have we been going? This, the AC's finally kicking off. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, I can put it back on. What uh, what what uh, what time? One nineteen. One nineteen. Okay, okay. I just turned it on to the fan. Okay, we can yeah. Keep going. Or yeah, not. Oh no, we can keep going. Uh, I might just grab my bag for my car real quick. Cool. Check, check, check. Folks, this air conditioner break is brought to you by Natty Bo, a national bohemian beer. Oh boy, what a beer. Uh, it was first brewed in 1885 in, I believe, hopefully, Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, fun fact, it is no longer brewed in Baltimore, Maryland. There are several other beers that are brewed in Baltimore, Maryland that are not at all synonymous with Baltimore. But for some reason, oh. Natty Bo is the official beer of Baltimore. And they are brewed in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So you do the math. I don't fucking get it. I've never been a Bo loyalist. I don't understand the hype. It's a light beer flavor with all the calories that have a heavy beer. Mm. Um, uh it comes as, I think, the first ever conversation we ever had on this podcast. Episode one opens up with us discussing how Natty Bo comes pre-skunked. Yeah. Permanently pre-skunked. You yeah, open you it up. You never open up a fresh Natty Bo. Yes. It's, all, it's either you get it at a bar that's never cleaned out their, their pipes, mm -hmm. or you get it from a can that's baked in the sun at some point mm -hmm. during its life. And, uh, yeah, so I don't understand. I mean, Guinness Blonde is brewed here now. Mm -hmm. We have uh, Heavy Seas. Yeah, Heavy Seas. Uh, there's Union, but that's not... They don't really have a... Uh, I think they have something called, like, an Old Pro that's kind of, like, just a drinking beer. But... The reason Natty Bo is popular too is just because it's like 
a cheaper option. Yeah, but so is Miller Lite. And Miller Lite is better. And we have the Bow Tower. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry you said that too. But it is fucking better. But it's true. Mm. I guess Yingling is made in Pennsylvania. Like yeah. Kind of close. Well, now that we're cool again. I know. It, it changed the vibe up so much. It really does. Kind of crazy. Um, but I did feel, I felt the heat. I was like, Ooh, we're cooking now. And then cooking. I started sweating and I was like, I'm, did you notice it was directly, directly correlated to how good the podcast was in any given moment? Really? Like, I feel like the podcast has been best so far when we were at our hottest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Those now, were when our hot takes felt, yes. Know, Regular like temperature. they could come out. Hot takes feel regular in the heat. Exactly. <laughs> These are regular takes. That's why the worst comes out of everyone in the summer. Exactly. Exactly. And now we're just slowly getting worse. <laughs> Wondering why we're still going. I'm just kidding. Um, Did you see the, their, their ending production on the Choco Taco? Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No. I hate to say it. What are seventh graders across America going to do without the Choco Taco? I know. That sucks. Most Americans' first introduction to Mexican food. That's true. <laughs> Choco Taco. That's true. That is true. Why do they end production on such things that are so legendary? It's like, well, I assume it's going to be like a Twinkies thing where they're like, we're, we're not making Twinkies anymore. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Mm. And then a bunch of people go out and buy Twinkies. And they're like, oh, well, I guess we can still make Twinkies. I guess oh. you guys still love us. Dude, I vividly remember the closest I ever came to doing anything actually mischievous. The closest thing you ever came to being a billionaire was buying Twinkies. Yes. Well, we there was a. Tw- I remember you and Henry did. You and Henry bought a lot of Twinkies. We did that, but then I almost got into a life of crime with my next plan, which was outside of Towson High School on Maryland Avenue. Probably a bait truck. It was probably a CIA ops. <laughs> Just parked there conveniently was a giant Twinkie truck. Ooh. Full of what I could only have imagined to be millions of boxes of Twinkies. Yeah. And of course, this is occurring right at the exact moment when Twinkies are supposedly going to permanently end production. So get your Twinkies now, folks, while you can. Ignore the fact that you've already been ignoring them for 40 years because they're not good. Yeah. But now, this thing that you don't like, you can't have it anymore. And then everybody was like, you can't do that. But I want it. I want. I don't want it, but... Now I do. Just because I don't want it doesn't mean you can't let me have it. Kind of like that episode, those episodes of All That, where they go into the free store and people just grab stuff and they walk out and the cops, whoa, 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 where are you going with that? It's free. Yeah, but you still got to pay for it. <laughs> you got to ring. <laughs> Classic All That episode. So anyway, we, st- we scouted out this truck, this Twinkie truck, mm-hmm. and uh, came very close. We, we, we tried to check if it was unlocked. I didn't have the balls at 16 years old to fucking actually break a lock and commit an actual crime. <laughs> and I'm glad I didn't. We were definitely like 19 or 20. Oh, were we? <laughs> okay. Then I definitely didn't have the and balls. Also, us at stages wasn't 19 because we were doing the podcast. Oh, yeah. It's probably like 24 or 25. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
All right. I'm just making up all the ages of every story. <laughs> um, yeah, that's sad to hear about the Choco Taco. I think I that we should go out to the Towson High School vending machine. And just get a couple. Tomorrow during lunch. Let's go to school tomorrow. Let's go to school, Let's baby. break into school. Hopefully that machine's still on. All right, idea. Mm-hmm. We make our own chocolate. <laughs> we fill a demand that now is there. We fill the gap. Mm-hmm. Idea. And now these aren't going to be hot takes anymore. I'm done with my hot takes. I'm done calling women wrong and men sluts and society Yeah, shitty. I feel like right when it got the hottest in here without the AC on, you started talking some shit about <laughs> women <laughs> not being able to fuck until they're married or... <laughs> Thank God this AC. I know. You know what? What is so bad about women having sex? (laughs) I mean, really? I like it. Um, no, this is a cool take. I say it's a cool take because it's gonna be cool when you when I say it. You're gonna be like, "Oh, that'd be kind of cool." That's kind of cool. Would it be cool if? Uh, like, randomly, for one day only, you just had to, like, complete one day of high school. Just go there. Do a little Billy Madison. Have your schedule. All your old classmates are there. Mm -hmm. And it's like a high school reunion, but it's like a reunion... Like, in the context that you remember them. Yeah. Like, no, it's funny, though. Like, 10 years ago. Not 10 years ago. But, like, I don't know. Eight years ago, there was a thing that was, like, there's a Brooklyn startup that's a daycare for adults. For adults to go back to daycare for the day. And everyone shit on it. <laughs> but wow. now, I kind of get it. That, I know what you're talking about. Uh, daycare for adults. That's a, That's a little too far. Creeps me out. High school, for high school for adults. <laughs> no, I that. <laughs> that sounds rad. No, dude, daycare. I don't know. Something about daycare vibe brings like adult baby vibes. Like, Definitely. where are you gonna play with blocks and shit? Like, dude, you're an adult. We're not here to yeah, fuck. Are you gonna play house? You have a mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why don't you play house with your bills, dude? <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, I didn't go to daycare, so I have no. I, I don't yeah people went to daycare I fucking didn't my daycare was my grandparents or whoever the fuck was home did you go to like pre-k no okay look the I'm gonna debunk every statistic right now now that I'm getting hot again statistic number one kids who go to preschool are more successful than kids who don't go to preschool aka they make more money they're less likely to have a criminal record they're more likely to have uh uh get married and have two parent households. Blah blah blah. Every, are these any, real statistics? These or are, are this is a real this? statistic that you will hear, which is that kids who go to preschool are generally more successful statistically in pretty much every metric that you would measure success uh, than kids who didn't. And to that, I say that's because kids who go to preschool are more likely to come from families that are more invested in their education, that the actual preschool itself is not having that much of an effect on the development of a kid to make them a more successful adult versus 
it just goes to say that people who send their kids to preschool mean they actually give a shit about their kids, generally speaking. Uh, not saying that people who don't send their kids to preschool don't give a shit about their kids, but it's kind of the same argument with the college thing where they go, oh, well, people who go to college and graduate college, like college graduates make more money and are more successful than non-college graduates. And it's like, well, wait a second. That's because the, the, the category of college graduate is a very specific category. It includes one group of people, college graduates. The category of non-college graduates is a much larger category. That includes every person who didn't finish high school. That imp- includes people who did finish high school but are now in jail. That includes people who went to the military and got whatever. It's like, like there's a million fucking possibilities for a person who didn't go to college versus like, so like when you're saying like, okay, yeah, obviously people who go to college are going to have a higher incomes or whatever across the board than people who did but that's because the pool in the non-college graduate is being diluted by people who are sitting in jail right now people who dropped out in 10th grade people who blah 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 blah. so it's a much larger pool that includes a lot more people so it's like with the preschool thing it's like okay yeah so kids go to preschool but there are plenty of kids who don't go to preschool who still are successful and shit like that they just didn't go to fucking preschool. The yeah. problem is that also a lot of people who don't go to preschool didn't go to preschool because their parents didn't give a fuck uh, uh, and they didn't really push them too hard in education, kind of just let them do whatever they want, weren't invested in their kids, uh, whatever, weren't around, didn't have a good influence on them. So like, there's probably a lot more of that in the non-preschool pool than the preschool pool, obviously. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a flawed stat. Yeah, so there's three like stats. You're married after you live together. <laughs> You're more it's likely to get divorced. That stat, we're gonna we're gonna put it inconclusive because I've explained why it could be, but also I can still kind of say that might be true. Mm. Preschool before preschool kids better than non-preschool kids. I'm going to get that an official debunked. I think my argument was sound. You would have to show me proof that somehow preschool versus daycare or versus sending the kid to their grandparents' house with a bunch of cousins and the learning how to read with uh, your mom showing you how to write letters with a crayon or whatever you fucking do when you're four. You would have to show me that the specific preschool environment is the cause that is forcing these kids when they're 21 years old to graduate with a physics degree and get a job at fucking NASA. Mm. You would have to show me that that is directly correlated to fucking playing blocks on a fucking throw rug in some weird government building when you're four. Probably a church. I'm not buying it. <laughs> I'm not buying it. The college thing... Sure. But debunked. Hell yeah, dude. Other than that, though, came out to see you on Saturday. Saw the band. Oh, yes. Saw them play. Mm -hmm. That was a night to remember. That was a great time. That was a night to remember. uh, How did the rest of the night go? Because we left before the last little third. It was uh, it was cool. I mean, um, some kid from Seasons who like manages there. He also works at LA, LA Fitness. He came in and he was like walking with a bunch of his like, oh yeah, you were there when I got them yeah, all to yeah, come yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it turns out he's like a, a bassist and like 
super into music. He was like asking me what chord I was playing, and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> 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 I was like C major seven sharp eleven. It wound up being. I was like, oh, sick. He was like, yeah, I love that chord and that part you played. I was like, that's oh, nice. Oh yeah, it sounds cooler than I thought it was. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was that was less of a night to remember than Friday night, which. Well, for other reasons. For other reasons, which I'm not going to delve into at the moment because they are still unresolved. Yeah. In the process of being resolved, but that was that was truly nice. Remember this weekend, uh, we got a little trouble. It wasn't our fault, but the way I look at it is, you're in a fucking band, dude. If you're not causing a little bit of a rift, <laughs> you're not a real rock band. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. And you know what? We didn't even do anything wrong. It's just about standing your ground and calling other people to account for their wrongdoings. That's rock and roll. Yeah, fighting the man. And that is what we will do. Yeah, what I can't is also. We talk about that on the podcast. Yeah. I, it sucks <laughs> that we can't. Well, I tell you what, guys. You maybe, just wanna, you're just being mature about it, dude. Yeah. If you I guys want to prey on my downfall so that next week we can talk about it live on the air when it doesn't matter anymore, <laughs> then you're more than welcome to do that. Because um, I don't know what's going to happen. I am just as much on the edge of my seat as you are. Yeah. Uh, speaking of rock and roll. More like rock and bowl, baby. I went bowling last night. Ooh. And boy, is that fucking fun, dude. Really? Very fun. Do you play, play like big boy bowling? Big boy bowling. I went to the oh, AMF man. lanes in like where that Rofo off Providence Road is. Mm-hmm. Popping. First of all, I walked in, the place was popping. Hell I was yeah. like, I thought it was going to be like empty and weird and depressing. I was depressed that I had never been there before. I felt sorry for myself when I walked in. I literally felt bad for myself. I was like, wow, dude, you didn't know you've been missing out on this your whole... They had a bar. Bowling? Bowling. I got fucking shoes, bowling shoes. Didn't have any socks. That sucked. Ooh, gross. Um, Very gross. I was slipping and sliding away in those shoes, but whatever, dude. Um, Not very good. Liv actually beat me in the first match. And uh, we can't have that. Guys, you know we can't have that. We cannot have that. So I always had to come back kid and take the best two out of three. Ooh. I wasn't really invested that much, but it was fun. <laughs> I don't really, you know, I, I had to win, but yeah, I had I didn't to win. Try. Yeah, not because I wanted to win, but because it was the right thing to do. <laughs> Beat my girlfriend in bowling. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I'm a big bowling guy now. I, I can't. I, I immediately started like trying to Google like how the scoring system works, like a spare versus a strike. I think today I watched two hours of PBA bowling. Wow. <laughs> two straight hours. I watched the venerable Kyle Troop take down the Hall of Famer Tommy Jones in this year's 2022 something or other playoff. Best three out of five. <laughs> Every game takes like 30 minutes, and I'm just sitting there at like 2 p.m. just watching bowling. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Boy, do I love bowling. And yeah, all I will say... Like it's going to be your next thing. Like, you know, I don't have things very often. This very well could be my next thing. <laughs> Guys, I do want to say 
word of advice, and this this hit me as an epiphany, and I know we've talked about you know dating advice in the past and like what to do on a first date. Don't go to the movies. Like, do go to a bar. Don't sit at a table. Do pick her up. Don't go to the movies. Here's a do. And I'm going to say a hard do, a must do. After my research last night, I have concluded that there is absolutely no better first date than going bowling. That's crazy. It is the it is a sport made for a first date. It is a constant source of conversation. Mm-hmm. No matter what happens. Yeah. You get a strike, that's a conversation. You get a spare conversation. Gutter ball, guess what? Conversation. Conversation. <laughs> conversation. You only you're only like directly next to each other and both of you are constantly occupied. If she's rolling, if she's not rolling, you're rolling. There's always something to do. There's no dead air. She rolls, you're casually in passing making comments. Gives you a little time to do a little, my favorite method of all time, negging. Classic opportunity to, to maybe poke a couple jabs, talk some trash like you do at the beer pong table. You guys will never fucking beat us, blah, blah, blah. You talk some shit. Oh, you think you're going to fucking beat me? Dude, I'm telling you, I'm sorry. I go back on everything I ever said. The best first date is beers and bowling. Beers and bowling. Was it just because what last night was Sunday? It was popping on a Sunday night. Oh yeah. Oh my god. I mean it wasn't like crazy, but like it was there were people there. Like it was it looked like this it was it was happening. Let's say it was happening. It was a happening yeah, spot. Okay, hell yeah. You know, it wasn't not happening. Um you know, I think bowling is the last vestige of those old school fun wholesome activities that people do the ice skating rink the roller rink isn't really a thing anymore we don't yeah. have that you know our parents also, used to have go, you gone to one recently i have don't think i've ever been to one ever me and elizabeth went on a date to like a roller rink one night around like here roller skate yeah there was like a skate night at like a roller rink somewhere it was like Down like hill and road kind of or something yeah like maybe yeah. it was like way out there but um got in there first off that's still popping. Those things mm. are still popping. And the people roller rinking around are way too good. Mm. So then you get on there, you put on roller skates for the first time after a growth spurt, and you're like, I can't do this. I'm almost eating shit every fucking single time I turn. Like, it was bad. Wow. I was literally like holding on to Elizabeth, having her pull me through oh, the no. roller rink, dude. <laughs> All right. I was doing it. was yeah, there's no. You've helped no. me complete my list of worst possible first dates. Yeah, 80th date, like you guys are on, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Because then it's like, look, I've already proven my fucking value. I've already fucking put on a fucking show in the bedroom at this point. I've already met your parents for Christ's <laughs> put sake. On a show in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> fucking season three coming soon. <laughs> fucking no, I've already proven myself. You don't on a first date want to be fucking tugged around by this girl who's like, is this is this a metaphor for this guy's entire personality? You want to be able to be like, look, I'm already you obviously be at the bowling lane, the bowling lane, beating her, beating at her, bowling. <laughs> I think that talking shit, talking shit, dude. There is, I'm look, dude. It's true. No, it's true. It's true. No. No woman wants to be on a date with you guys. Oh, can you 
Can you help me lift my ball for me, please? <laughs> what are you doing a joke. talking about, dude? <laughs> Can we pull the bumpers up? Yeah. You think a girl, oh my God, how was your date with Jimmy last night? Well, I fucking smoked him in dodgeball. <laughs> I beat his ass in bowling. I had to drag him across the roller rink. <laughs> he fell and scraped his knee, so I had to ask the manager for a Band-Aid. Yeah. And then he was too hurt to drive home, so I drove him home and dropped him off at his house. <laughs> By 11, like his father asked. <laughs> yeah. And I had to carry him inside. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a real fun first date, Jenny. Oh, dude. No. You want to be like, I went out there, and he's not very good at bowling, but he was better than me. <laughs> <laughs> And so I'm going to see him again. When I'm looking for a guy, that's what I want. <laughs> Someone who's better at me at everything I do. Mostly bowling. <laughs> <laughs> there are things I want the girl to be better than me at, too. This, don't, this doesn't go just one way. No, yeah. It's like, you know... It's it, give and take in a relationship. Look, if I'm playing catch on a beach, do throw the ball... Further than your girlfriend. Please do that. Also, um, uh, what, what should a girl do better? Yeah. Oh, you, you know careful. what? You gotta be careful with what you say. <laughs> do pack cold lunch meat for when we're sitting on the towel. No, no, no. I mean, I actually do do that for sure because I won't. Um, I think, you know what I think girls should be better than guys at? Swimming. Mm. I fucking said it. I have never beaten anyone, much less a girl, in a swimming race. And I love it. Fair. I love it. Yeah, That's it, it is nice to be smoked by a girl in something. It's nice. So it's, it's like, oh, damn. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, yeah, there's certain things. Like, I, you know, I'm not sitting, I'm not fucking, you know... Fucking Randy Macho Man Savage right now. I'm just saying, like, that, you know, do a survey, ask 100 random women if they would prefer that they could fucking beat their boyfriend in an arm wrestling match and just see what the answers are, just for fun. And then bring it back to me and tell me I'm sexist. Fair? All right. Oh, yeah. Is this AC working? <laughs> it's AC. It's cooling us off. <laughs> it's chilling me down at least. <laughs> Jimmy's still sweating over there. I know. I'm self-heating with my fucking heat. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude. What else you got going on, dude? Anything? Dude, uh, had a shoot with the uh, BSO last week and uh, met their new uh, like music director and like conductor and stuff. Uh, the dude is, uh, 29 years old. <laughs> when I found that out, I was like, no. <laughs> exactly. That's the internal hater in us, dude. Yeah. But it, it wasn't in a hating way. It was like, damn, this guy is accomplished at my age. Yeah. That's <laughs> what's, what do I got to do? <laughs> exactly. And you would probably prefer that a person your age was, dare I say, less accomplished so that you could feel more comfortable with your lot in life. Mm -hmm. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> That's what being a hater is all about. 
<laughs> That's where haters come from. They don't just hate to hate. They hate. Uh, to be they, great. To be great. <laughs> they hate to be great. So the shoot, 29-year-old conductor. That's a little mm-hmm. young for a conductor. Yeah, I feel like he's uh, is definitely a, uh, you know, older soul, though. I don't know if that makes sense. What is that really? He just seems like way more put together, and maybe that's just because he is, and I'm used to me being at 29 and not put together like that. Um, yeah, no. It, def- <laughs> it was one of those situations where, like, okay. <laughs> I have to wonder... And I'm going to sound like an uneducated prick right now, but does the band really need the conductor that much? Not like the orchestra? Oh, for sure. Like if we were to like let loose all these classically trained advanced musicians on the stage and just tell the conductor, dude, don't go out there. Could they not figure that out? You don't think? You don't think that the guy who went to fucking uh, Berkeley for clarinet mm-hmm. sitting next to the other guy who went to school for the cymbals? Yeah. And the other guy who plays the bassoon, they couldn't be like looking at their music and go like, all right, yeah, one, two, three. Skibby little bop bidip bop bow. Like, do we need the guy? I know he I know it sometimes you need him. I think and, you need him. But like I don't know. I think it's the least important part of the band. And again, I know I'm wrong. But I mean, is the conductor less important than the fucking first chair trumpet? I think uh, I think everyone is kind of on equal playing field in the orchestra, but I think the conductor is like the touchstone for everyone to be able to, at any moment, just like look up and be like, okay, I'm riding, I'm riding, I'm riding, I'm riding, I'm on this bitch. Well, what is the amount of people that a band needs before you start considering a conductor? Because the Eagles don't have a conductor. Maroon yeah. 5 doesn't have a conductor. We don't have a conductor. Yeah, but you guys don't have sections. That's true. Yeah. Do we need sections? Maybe. I we think... Three drummers. <laughs> yeah, I think when you nine have... Nine bassists. I think when you have more than one drummer is really when you start getting into conductor territory. Yeah. <laughs> That's when you really got to conduct yourself. Yeah, uh, yeah nine bassists. And they all have one part of the drum kit. <laughs> yeah, and then like there's six guitarists, and each one of them only plays one string of the guitar. So like you have like I play the B string on guitar. Mm-hmm. My friend Phil here, short for Phil Harmonic, plays the G string, and then his friend plays the E. It's like, dude, why don't you just have one guy play fucking guitar? Why do we need a guy? playing the cymbals and then three guys playing the snares and then four guys playing kick drums. Why don't you just get one like fucking Travis Barker motherfucker to play a kit? Mm. That's what the kit's for. It's a marching band in one. You know, you're telling me a guy specifically studies the, the crash cymbals? There's a guy who is at this moment looking at sheet music for these things. The fucking like wind up monkey things. Yeah. Not, he probably does a couple different things. What if he doesn't? He, I hope he does. I hope he does. Because that is one thing that I will say, bands are a farce. Big bands are a farce. If you're telling me that somebody can just specialize in the fucking symbol. I think that guy's also doing like xylophone or fucking 
cymbal or like he's doing a bunch of other like he's a percussionist he's a percussionist he fucking does it all but even he still somehow strikes me as more important than the guy with like the long Bugs Bunny tails tuxedo with like a chopstick in one hand going like like he just does this you know but it's like you've already practiced this dude like are you telling them for the first time to get louder here you guys practice every Tuesday Mm. you already they already know to get louder I I'm sorry I'm not trying to shit on conductors I just I just wonder could it happen without them and I can't help but think yeah I think maybe but I think it's like another thing of just like them performing in the moment and working off each other and being like, you know, they're, they're like a live, you know, reference monitor. That's like calculating. Like, okay, bring the, the, the fucking bass up fucking trumpets down a little bit. Like a sound guy. Yeah. They're like live mixing a group of people playing live. And also instead of everyone in the band being like one, it's a nice looking guy everyone's out there having a nice time in their suits Mm -hmm. and they're like and they trust another guy in a suit to lead the party everyone then you know everyone picks up their fucking instrument it's like it's a show in itself like the everything starts okay eric i'm gonna give you the official w on this argument really on the condition that you agree that it would be hilarious if we had like a conductor at the horse. <laughs> yeah, that would be, be funny. <laughs> that would be funny as shit. And if you were just like standing there in like a tuxedo and just conducting the show, but like totally seriously. Yeah. For like the whole time to where people yeah. might think it was a bit at first and then they realize this isn't a bit, this is real. No, no they're here the whole night. <laughs> that would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> if you are willing to agree that that is hilarious, then no, I will agree funny. with you that I was wrong about conductors not being important. I mean, you're allowed to, you know, think conductors aren't aren't important, but I just wanted to, you know. God forbid I should ever meet a conductor. God forbid. And have to explain myself like this. <laughs> I just and he's just looking at me like, it, you know, in different avenues or th- it's not just a guy up there going like, I can't hear you. <laughs> I'm the conductor because I'm the best looking guy in the band. This is a show. Fucking yeah, conductor. is that the uh, the equivalent to a conductor in a regular band, the lead singer? I and guess. just like a singer you know, by I, itself? I see where you're coming from because every band does have a leader. Mm-hmm. There's like a band leader, but like, you know, once you start playing the song, it's kind of like you just feel it but then what you say is yeah but most bands don't have sections like there's not a guitar section mm-hmm. there's not a drum section in my band it's just one guy so it's like i can just look at that one guy and be like dude what the fuck are you doing and then he can look at me and be like i'm playing the drums and i'm like all right we didn't need a middleman for this altercation <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think we're on the same page here you know yeah that makes sense whereas if it's a whole lead singer section looking at a whole drum section and we all simultaneously look at the whole drum section we're like what are you all doing and yeah. they're all like and like and I'll give it to you that a 
world-class professional orchestra probably doesn't need a conductor for a show and they'd be fine but you also got to think like school band that's a place that definitely needs a conductor definitely need a conductor in school band and i'm not necessarily a big fan of how it's always just assumed that it's your music teacher Mm -hmm. how come fly in a motherfucker okay okay you know what i'm gonna extend an olive branch to the conductor community here (laughs) i'm on your side now i think conductors are vital to classical and non-classical music why isn't that a path that you can choose when you're just selecting your instrument? Why do you only have chorus or band or string quartet and you have to pick the trumpet or the clarinet or the violin or singing, but there's no conductor option? Yeah, why <laughs> that, can't you be the conductor? That would have been sweet. That would have been awesome. That would have been cool. And how many kids would want to be a conductor if they merely had the avenues to achieve it? They don't give you the option in band class. It's just automatic that it's all of a sudden Miss Wiseman's is a conductor? <laughs> Why? What, because she's the music teacher? Yeah. Um, that's nepotism. Yeah. Is she also going to play the trumpet for me? Like, I get you're the music teacher. Then teach us how to be a band. This isn't fucking School of Rock where you're also the lead singer of the band. Yeah. I want a conductor, and I want that conductor to sit next to me at lunch. And I want him to learn how to be a conductor. We're wondering why there's a conductor shortage. We aren't wondering that. I don't know if there is a conductor shortage. I don't but. think there is because there aren't that many like big orchestras. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's like the same thing as like there's not a college football coach shortage. Yeah. There's a lot of people that could be it, but there's only so many slots. Yeah. For every like 80 people that play an instrument, you need one conductor. So now that I'm thinking about it, you've really turned my my neck around on this one. I now can't think of anything cooler than being a conductor. Like, I can't cool. imagine how cool it would be to, like, be at, like, a party. And also, it's like, that's all you have to do. I conduct. You just got to go up there in a nice-looking suit, stand up, keep your back straight. Got to have the... You got to have, have the have conductor nice arch. <laughs> you got to have a good ass. You got to have a nice ass. Yeah. A lot of people are Conductors be need to do night. squats. Yeah. Whenever I see a guy squatting a lot, then you're like, that guy must conduct. Yeah. <laughs> This guy's either a catcher or he conducts. (laughs) A conductor. Oh, my God. Even the word itself is starting to sound cool now. Conductor. That's what I'm saying, man. You came at it in such a a narrow mind. Narrow? You got to think about big picture. I needed you to conduct me through that thought. I needed you to sit there and be like, I don't know, more of this, more of this. I'm like... Well, I could see why, but I don't think... No, 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 no. Uh, dude, I don't I think... think so. I think it's because you want to be a conductor, dude. I think I may. <laughs> why do you think I'm always playing with these chopsticks? And now that we're talking about it, I've nervously broken them to shreds. Yeah. These are my the dreams more... of being a conductor. No, it's... You're making them more to size of what a conductor would use. Oh, is this what he uses? This size? I don't know. I think I'm they use like a long stick, up. dude. Whatever, dude. I've now decided this is be the coolest job fucking ever. Like, I can't wait to be at a house party and somebody says, oh, what do you do for a living? I'm like, I'm a conductor. <laughs> and, like, I'm not actually going to be one, but, like, just to say but that lie. and then see their reaction and then them being like, what? And then me being like, nah, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and then they listen to me. Nice. That'd be a good party trick. 
Great party trick. <laughs> Lie. <laughs> it always works. It always works. People believe you because they don't know you. They don't have a reason it's not to believe you. the first time they've ever met you. <laughs> so it always works. <laughs> oh, my gosh, guys. You got anything else? Any other <coughs> um, things? Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's restaurant week this week, so oh, really? Might hit up a spot on Wednesday with Liz. City or county? City. Uh, I, I think, think they're separate. Like, I think they're separate, but also on the restaurant week page, it showed like Hunt Valley and shit and other places. So did it also show city places? It was mainly city though. Okay, cool. Because I think. We're trying to go to La Cuchara on Thursday, so mm. maybe God has blessed me with a restaurant week special. Yeah. I don't know if that was on the list, but Food Market was, and uh, Wicked Sisters, and Nepenthe, the brewery. Nepenthe. And a couple other spots. Restaurant week, guys. That's the big news for everybody. That's, That's big huge. news for everybody. That's Terrible huge. news if you're in the service industry. I feel bad for you. Oh, yeah. You are going to make less money this week and work harder than you've ever worked for that amount of money um, because every person who wouldn't normally come to your restaurant with regular prices is now going to come to your restaurant. And, uh, you know, your restaurant's probably doing some like weird eight course special that's going to require all kinds of work from you. And it's going to be at a highly cheap rate. So you're not going to get, even if they do tip well, it's still not going to be enough for how much work you're doing. But also because you're dragging in people who are waiting for specials to go out to eat, then they're probably also more likely to be the kind of people that wouldn't tip well to begin with. And uh, not saying that applies to me or you, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I did pretty well. Oh, it's a thing, baby. So restaurant week, great for us now that I'm on the other side. Bring on restaurant week, baby. I'm glad you told me that. Yeah. Yeah, so check that out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm uh, at Eric Glazer on everything. Uh, At LFTS podcast on every single motherfucking thing. Oh, but you already know. Um, Plugs, big shows coming up? Uh, I don't fucking know. (laughs) Fucking nice. Um, Guys, this Tuesday, every... Tuesday. I am at Perennial in Towson from 5 to 8.30. Solo Dizolo means alone. And uh, it's always fun. It's always cool. Sometimes people come out and I'm like, wow, can't believe you're here. That's so cool that you're coming out. And uh, sometimes people don't come out. And I'm like, wow, I'm not surprised at all. (laughs) So, you know, either way, it's Good for me. Um, Wednesday. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing Wednesday night. I know I'll be waking up. I know I'll be getting breakfast at some point. Probably Dunkin' Donuts. Cold brew. Maybe two bacon and cheese wake up wraps. I might go to the gym. I might sit on my computer and do nothing. Then I'm going to have band rehearsal. And then sometime around like... Nine, 9.30. I could be playing somewhere. But also, I could not. 
So we'll just have to wait and see about that. I do know for a fact that on Friday I will be at the Lost Ark Distilling Company down in Columbia. They are a rum distillery. And boy, do they make good rum. We just had an event there last weekend or two weekends ago at this point. Um, I was told it was their rum release party, which is why they booked the full band as opposed to their typical duo. I then proceeded the entire time to announce over the mic how happy I was to be here at this rum release party. Ask passersby, have they tried the new rum? Tell us how, what you think about the new rum. And everyone's looking at me very confused. <laughs> and then about two hours in, I walk up to the bar and I go, hey, can I try the new rum? They're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you guys made a new rum. They're like, we didn't make a new rum. And I was like, isn't this a release party for the new rum? And they're like, no. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I feel like I saw social media posts about that, though. Apparently, it was originally supposed to be for that day, but they couldn't get all the pieces to come together for like the release, like something or other didn't happen in time. Mm-hmm. So they had to like push it down the road. So they just kept us booked as a band, but it was really just any other normal Saturday night. <laughs> Except this time, the band was convinced it wasn't a normal Saturday night. Yeah, the band was fiending for some rum. Yeah, and the band decided to make a running three-hour bit about this event that didn't <laughs> exist. We came dressed as pirates. <laughs> uh, but we don't have to worry about that this week. Friday, July 29th at the Lost Ark Distillery. I'll be there for, with Joe Niehaus, 6 to 9. Just, just a regular Friday. There's nothing special happening. If you're in Columbia or in that area, it's closer to Southern Maryland than most of my gigs. Come out. Um, and then I have a private event on Saturday, and I hate, I hate when musicians say they have a private event publicly because it's like, what are you bragging that you're booked? You're not going to tell me where it's at. I'm not allowed to go, but you just felt the need to say it. Yes. I am playing somewhere 12 to 3 in Pennsylvania and you can't fucking go and you also can't even know where it is but just know I'm out here I'm really fucking out here when you see my schedule and you say oh Jimmy's not playing on Saturday career must be going downhill wrong at Jimmy Selesky on everything At sophomore and do you check out the band? Um, Who are you clipping this and sending it to? <laughs> I feel like this is directed at someone. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, at LFTS Podcast on everything, especially you. Till next week. Peace.